Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. Well, good day, everybody. Good evening, good morning, where whatever time it is that you're listening to us. I am Melina Boswell, co-founder of New Wealth Advisors Club. And today in the studio, we have um, a very special guest with us, one of our students, Mr. Bruce Redman. Say hello. Good morning. <laughs> Hi. And so I have with me Oscar. Hey there. And Tim. Hi. I wonder if the audience, do you guys wonder, like, how do we decide which, who's going to be sitting in the studio? Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with the relationships uh, that we have with the guest. Uh, it has also to do with, like, who showed up today. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll drink to that. So, yeah. <laughs> so today, well, one of the things that I felt uh, it has been important is uh, as part of the club, the New Wealth Club, is uh, introducing you or, or highlighting uh, different members of the club and their stories because I think it's important for people to hear hear your stories because um, I know everybody can relate to everybody one way or another. And so Bruce has a really, really cool story. And you've been on, you've had a podcast we've recorded together before. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that was you and me and Dave, right? Correct, yeah. yes. How long ago was that? Do you remember? I want to say that was in the beginning of uh, 2016. Okay, so yeah. It it's was, been a few yeah, years. Yeah, it was early on. Okay. Wow. Yeah, isn't that funny? And, you know, one of the reasons that I, I thought it was important to inter to interview you or to highlight you then is because you're somebody who's, who sticks out uh, in terms of uniqueness and also your love and compassion and um, not compassion, passion, I think for the community, for the club as a whole. And, you know, we've been working with you for all these years and there's always been a question in your mind about wh what your role is in terms of the club. So, you know, you know how to do a business. Great. You know how to make money. Great. You know how to flip a house. Great. So, but there's always that question that's been floating around in your mind, and it's something that I've really appreciated because it's unique, because not everybody has that question floating around. Not everybody is called to lead and to serve in the club, especially with the way our, our organization is created. It's so unique. Yes. Because <laughs> it <laughs> runs on, on volunteers. It runs on, like, what do we, you know, we're still redefining right now, like, uh, what is new wealth? And so I think I posed that question to you, and I believe that's how this conversation started, that I said, wow, you really need to share that. So let's back up a little bit. Um, and the conversation that we, we had started because you walked into the um, conference room one day and you said, look, and you showed me your, your brand new uh, patent. The, patent. My uh, patent that was approved. Yeah, yeah, but it's an actual like patent. Yes, yes. And so it was really cool. And so that got us having a conversation about how the patent, um, how, how you arrived. So why don't you share, first of all, uh, a little bit, if you would, about um, how you created the patent, like where you were working, that kind of thing. Just sure, basics. Sure. Um, so I had uh, got involved with a startup company. Um, I had built some walls in their facility when they first got started. And as they... Um, 
tried to, to solve problems. I would They would design things, and I'd go out and build them, and they wouldn't work. So then I would build them myself and make them work, and I would cure the problems and, <laughs> and, and develop the, the products that we were trying to do. And, and I, I, um, I got better at, at solving problems and, and, and doing that and, and built myself uh, into a, a position where I used my skills, right? I used all my, my hands, my, my abilities, my things that I was good at and, and got better and better and, and earned, earned money doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I wasn't able to um, fill the role of the person I was supposed to be at that point. You know, as I, as I grew up in the company and I, and I um, developed uh, and the company grew, my position grew. And as the position grew, responsibilities came with it that I couldn't handle, the, handling the, the, the employees, things like that. So I, I stayed with the development of, of products, things like that. Uh, machines. The machines. They didn't talk yeah. back. They didn't have feelings. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't misinterpret what I was saying. Right? I, I, I could deal with that. I could, I could deal with the oil and the grease. I couldn't deal with people. Right? Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, I, I just con- kept concentrating on things I was good at with, you know, working with my hands, developing and solving problems. So you, you, you built a filter, in essence, right? That's the simple... Yeah, I, I call it a smart filter. It's mm-hmm. a um, it's a chemistry filter in in which we can separate a compound of li- a compound of interest out of a liquid, and so you would put a, a liquid through it, and it would uh, create a chemistry handshake. So you would collect the compound you were looking for, and then you could uh, release it and capture it and, and quantify it. And it's you know, <laughs> <laughs> huh? it's not a particle size filter. It's it's a it's, chemistry filter. Yeah, in, in a so case. it's a very intricate machine or device that you built that, that nobody had ever been able to accomplish before. Well, they they were able to do it in a different way. So this was a, a much smaller um, particle size, where so we can get down more accurate with parts per billion, not uh, not just. Samples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a much more accurate test. Um, we could do it more, more cost effective. But then also I developed a, lot, a series of um, workstations where the, the chemist would use them and use our product at, on these workstations and be more successful. And so we slowly eliminated um, problems where they would cross-contaminate or things like that. So we slowly developed the process by eliminating issues and, and concerns. Right. So so Bruce is obviously a process guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's a problem-solving guy. So then he thinks that um, – so so as you developed these processes and invented um, this filter, smart filter, um, you, you basically – found yourself as a part owner of this startup. Yes, yes, because uh, in the beginning, there, it was a startup. There was no money involved, mm-hmm. or the very little money. And, you know, I built the walls, and I assembled the lab, and I assembled the equipment in the, the machine shop area, and I, and I said, when you have enough work for me to come in, I'll come in and work for the day. Mm-hmm. And so I would do that a, a day here, a day there. And uh, at some point, I, I, I got really sick, and I... I spent like seven days in intensive care and I almost died. And I decided to go full-time at the company at that point. They didn't have a lot of money. And so it was a very low hourly rate, but they paid me in stock options. Mm -hmm. And so Tom 
was, uh, he was a, a chemist, but he, he was not very good with his hands. So because I was the mechanical person and, do, and doing all this, um, he paid me in stock options. So over the f- first few years, I, I had earned about 10% of the company, mm-hmm. 11.5% by the time we sold it the first time. Mm-hmm. So, so my first partner that I partnered with um, had a heart valve problem and had a stroke, and so we had to sell the company. Mm-hmm. And so we sold the company to our biggest distributor and who only sold the products that I made. <laughs> so <laughs> he created himself selling these products. Wow. And mm-hmm. so now he comes in to buy the company, and he says, I'll give you the same ownership if you help me pay it off. And I said, okay, great. So and this was in 2000. Five. So in 2007, it was fully paid off, and so he awarded me uh, 5% of the company and said, you can earn 5% over the next five years uh, as an earnout. And then he also gave me the option to purchase uh, 5% of the company, up to 5% of the company at the going rate, which was like 30000 per percent or per share. And so that was how we moved forward at that point. And so... And that was all designed to build the company and make it grow, mm-hmm. to sell it. And, and what was the end plan? Oh, so the end the, game was to sell the sell. to mm-hmm. sell the company. And that was always the that was always the goal. So we were chasing the carrot from the from day one. So, mm-hmm. so um, it had been. So I started in '93. So this is 2007. So by the time uh, 2012 comes along. We're getting offers on the company, and the offers are big because we had double-digit growth every year after year. And uh, and your people, smart filter really worked. And <laughs> solved a lot of problems, and uh-huh. people, companies were interested. So we were getting offers. Um, when Phil purchased the company, he got it for $3 million mm-hmm. when Tom was, was sick. And so now we're getting offers for $18 million, $20 million, $30 million. And, and Phil's like, oh, okay, now we need to start getting serious about selling. And, uh, but all the offers didn't take into account the growth that was happening in the meantime. Right. So we started to get more serious, and um, we hired somebody to help market the company. Uh, by now, the numbers are really getting up there, and Phil is interested. Mm-hmm. And he was always very cautious about saving money, but we hired somebody and we offered him $5 million to do something. And I didn't know what. Oh, lovely. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it when that happens. Yeah. yeah. So good. So uh, things were going well. We're, we're developing all new, a whole new set of patents, a, a, a new version of all these things. We're solving all the problems. And the person that we hired, it turns out, um, I think he was hired to get rid of me mm-hmm. because I was worth too much <laughs> right. at that point. Uh, and I didn't realize it at the time. And I found myself, um, as, I'm, <clears throat> <excuse me. clears throat> as, as I'm working on all these patents and really solving the issues, I'm being written up for stuff that happened years before and I'm threatened to be fired and I, you know, all this, mm. the signing of all these documents that are, that are going back and forth for, for the new set of this and that and the new rules and regulations and all the updated everything. In the process of all that, somehow this contract took precedent over that contract, so I lost that incentive. My five years didn't start Way back then, all of a sudden, it starts the beginning of the next year, you know. Mm-hmm. So all these things were now disappearing, and 
and I couldn't understand it because I'm still working on patents. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing all this great stuff. Right. I, I, right. It, it was a season change, and I, I didn't understand it. I, yeah. I, I felt very blindsided, I, I, very confused. Yes. Didn't, didn't understand what was So you end up, you end up quitting. I, I, I left the company. That, you left the company. Why under under doctor, you, the doctor said, the doctor said, said you know, yeah. don't go back. Right. And, and so I, I, at that point, I, I had to walk away from the company right? and just and, take my losses at, at whatever they were. Right. And so then there was a, an agreed upon, basically agreed upon payout. No. Um, I lost all my incentive. What I, what I was able to retain was when I purchased my stock option, mm -hmm. I wrote stock purchase on the check. So that, Thank God. That, that is what you. I retained. Mm -hmm. So the, my investment... I retained. Got it. So my you got investment, your investment but, of the built company you built. Yes. My, <laughs> my investment went up 2,000%. Nice. So that was a nice investment. That was that the was best great. investment I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, you know, so fast forward. So you're, mm -hmm. you're, you leave the company, you take some time, and then you start looking for what am I going to do with my life? Yeah, right? I, was, I was totally, um, totally lost because, you know, at the time, I was 56, you know, I, I thought this was my retirement. Right. I'd been working for 25 years for this. This was the care. This was, you know, we're figuring out where we're moving to, sure. what we're buying. You know, it just, uh, to have it all of a sudden end without understanding why, mm -hmm. I, I was very confused and, I, and lost mm -hmm. and, and really didn't know what to do. Uh, I had a prior, you know, prior experience in construction. So mm -hmm. I, I went out and I, I uh, got a real estate license mm -hmm. and passed that test. And I was waiting for the, the license to show up when I answered an ad for the club. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I then found New Wealth. Got it. Or New Wealth found me. I'm not sure how, <laughs> how that worked out. <laughs> so, Hi, this is Christian Rios. As many of you know, I have been a member of New Wealth Advisors Club for over seven years and got started when I was 17 years old with absolutely no real estate experience. One of the biggest lessons I have learned from being in the industry is the need for authentic relationships. If you're looking for an actual team locally in Southern California with all the resources needed to close deals, register for one of our free workshops by visiting www.joinnwac.com. Thanks for listening to the Flippin' Off podcast. So, so this is really great because um, so then, you know, the last few years you've had a lot of, um, there's been so much that's happened for you. There has. I, I've I've really tried to pay attention to, you know, I, I think we're all come to New Wealth on a different journey. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that people maybe see different things when they walk in the door. Uh, real estate definitely being one of them. Sure. And I, I saw the real estate and I saw it in a different way than normally I, I, I had in the past. I was thinking that the real estate license was going to give me a discount on <laughs> purchasing a house, and that's how I was so going to make the money work. You know, <laughs> I knew it. I knew the numbers didn't work on TV the way they were doing it. So, um, I, I thought that was going to be my my edge in, and then I, I um, listened to Melina's classes and started learning a, a different approach to to real estate, which I thought was a, a, a neat approach. I I I like that but I don't know that it was necessarily something I was jumping into at that point mm -hmm. because I, I still didn't know what I was, what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, I did see a bigger opportunity 
than the real estate, but I didn't really know what it was. At that point, I, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw something. I liked it, and I knew that I needed to keep coming back to, <laughs> to maintain it mm-hmm. until I, I could figure out what it was, you know. Um, so uh, fast forward to just, you know, I don't know, about a month ago, a few weeks ago, whatever it was, and me and Oscar and Tim were sitting in the, uh, we call it the bubble conference room at, at the club. We're sitting there and Bruce walks in and he has this big smile on his face, right? And he's like, look what I got in the mail. And so it was your patent. The patent was finally approved. The patent approved. actually approved, and they sent it to you. It was approved the day after my mother passed, yeah. which was kind of kind of interesting. And it was we felt like it was your mom giving you a nod. Yes, I, I, I really <laughs> did, uh, because it was you know years after I'd applied for it. It just mm-hmm. it something didn't something make sense, happened. and yeah. it came in out of the blue. It doesn't change anything. The company owns everything. I, I I don't get any benefit out of it. What I get out of it is just the satisfaction of knowing that I did it. You know, right. it was my ideas. It, it, you know. So would you would you so because what you shared then was would you share what you shared with us then when you what like what that meant? Well. I, I'm not sure where... Oh, what I want you to tell is how you said that, like, you looked at the patent and what that represented, what it could have represented to you financially. So financially... And what if, it ended up... Yeah, yeah so, so financially, if I had stayed with the company mm-hmm. and, it, and it, the company did sell because it sold, like, six months after I left the company and it sold for $60 million. <laughs> So I actually lost... What? <laughs> is that a lot? You know. <laughs> is that a lot? <laughs> After tax, but it's still a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that means that it's a lot, a lot. It's yeah. a lot, a lot. So it, it, that could be a life-changing uh, Absolutely. thing. And, yeah. and I know that, and I think where I was going at the time was um, if I had collected that money, if I had stayed on the path that I was on and collected that money, I would have been more of the person that I was and I was very, uh, I was missing a lot of things. I was very hollow in a lot of ways, and I didn't really understand that. And that's sort of what I've learned over the, the few years that I've been at the club, and and where I am now, three years later, knowing what I know and having done the internal work and and uh, really evaluating myself, I, I honestly believe I'm in a in a much better place today than if I had collected the money and gone down my other path, and and. And for that, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful to you and for the club and, and for what that, is, what that has allowed me to see and, mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah. grow in that area. That statement to me was just... Yeah, it just... <clears throat> so, I mean, it's a powerful statement, yeah. right? And, and obviously, I see the emotion in you as well. People don't get to see that through the podcast, but <clears throat> um, how that can land for someone... Right, that's mm-hmm. looking at the club as that's my way to go make some serious money, which it can be. Mm-hmm. But then to hear someone um, say, "Eh, it's not about the money," right? To, you know, to say that, yeah, this would have made me this other person, but I'm so happy with who I am today, not and and okay with the fact that I didn't get the half, life half of the a lot, right, mm-hmm. or whatever that would have ended up being. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's. It was really powerful to me. It, it was a statement that just like pierced me, and so I said, "I like that needs to be shared." Yeah. <clears throat> so, hmm. um, did you want to add something? Were you gonna? Add? <clears throat> yeah. I, um, first, as 
you know, Bruce has been around for a couple of years now, and we have, like, our relationship has gotten from very surface to it's gotten more in depth. And I'm always, always inspired by Bruce and the things that, like, there's always something new that you didn't know about Bruce. Yeah. Some other level <laughs> of brilliance or some other level of, um, just some other level. I, I don't know he how else to say it. the true onion. Right, right, right. And then he says things like that, and he's probably the best at giving really good analogies, you know, a submarine analogy and an onion analogy and just great stuff, right? Right. And at the same time, you have that, and then you have somebody who identifies himself as introvert and very cerebral, but then you have these brilliant moments that isn't necessarily that, at least not from my perspective. So I think one of the things that I, I'm interested in in this conversation is a lot of what you said was, um, uh, you know, you talked about who you were and who you would have become, but we don't know what that is. And you're talking about who you are and who you're happy to be, but we don't know who that is <laughs> based on this conversation or if I'm listening to this. And right. I, I'm interested if you're open to share some of that. I mean, I I – I've been around and I've seen who you've become and the rest of us have, but I think it'd be valuable from a podcast listener's perspective to hear who was Bruce and who would that $60 million Bruce be versus who Bruce is today and what was that path and what role did New Wealth have in that, if that's... Sure. Um, it, it would have been a $6 million, not a $60 million Bruce, but that's... <laughs> so you would have been the $6 million man. How? <laughs> <laughs> with bionics. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think the the, the biggest um, the biggest thing is, um, like you say, being a, a very much on the surface. I, I I grew up moving around a lot, learning that you know relationships go away. That you know there's no need to build relationships or friendships because you're going to move anyways. And so it was a waste of time. And so I, I always worked with my hands and did other things. And since I've been here, I, I've been able to really see the value in um, communication and learning how to talk to people, how to actually relate to somebody on a, on a, on a real level, which I don't believe I ever really have before. It's been very, very superficial. It's been, you know, go away. I'm working on machines. You know, if it came into a personal conversation, I have a fire I got to go put out, right? I, I just, I, you know, smoke bomb is kind of, kind of your word for yeah. it, you know, and throw a smoke bomb and run. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just always how I've been. I'd, I'd run away I'd take the easy way out. I knew, I knew I could go fix it with my hands and that's, was the easy way, not necessarily the difficult way. And when I came to the club and I listened to your class, and every time I go to your class, I repeat, I always get something new. So I'm so glad that you allow us to do that because it is such a growth uh, process to, to be able to do that. Um, but I've learned how to, to go listen to people. So in the beginning, just knocking on doors just to be able to listen and then, oh, crap, I don't have the patience to listen. Okay, now i got to learn the patience to be able to listen. And Oh, and I have to pretend that I... That I care, that, <laughs> that I, that, oh, and I'm compassionate, right? So it's all this, right, this stuff I got to all of a sudden learn. And so, okay, um, it's a good exercise to go through. And but I understand now how the the real estate you, you you become a better person in order to be better at real estate. And that's really what it is. And it's it's going and, and doing all these little tasks and, and 
learning how to do them and get better at them. And, and would, I, would, you, um, would you describe, the, because Tim made reference to the submarine analogy, but it's probably the best analogy, I think, for you especially. Would you describe that? Sure. Uh, so you, you have a submarine, and, uh, you know, a submarine's got, you know, 175 guys on it. And go hide underwater for six months, eight months, whatever. Um, on that submarine, you have all kinds of systems and components and valves and pumps and gears and, you know, things that are making it a functionable uh, place for people to live, right? You've got food, you've got bathrooms, you've got all the services to make them work, right? And I'm good at all that kind of stuff. But if you turn around and look the other direction, you've got 175 people <laughs> with voices and opinions and, and... Feelings. And feelings and emotions and... and Trying to, you know, I, I I never knew how to talk to those people, so I was I was always facing the the motors, not the people. So it's all those people skills that that were missing for me, and and I didn't I didn't really realize it until I it, it was one of your your curves and one of your classes, and I, every time I look at it, I see it in a different way. First, it's the emotional curve, and then it's like the blueprint to get out of here, and then it's. <laughs> Blueprint of who I am, the you know. Blueprint to get out of here. <laughs> it's it's getting way too real. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I but, hate looking in that mirror. Oh. But that's how I realized that you know we take all the things that we're good at and we, and we put them all together, and that's what makes us successful because we're we're doing those things, and and the rest of our life is all in the depressed area, and that's the the sucky part. <laughs> and so to me, you know, looking at my success was it sucked in excess and and it's that void in in the opportunity to see what that void is and learn and fill that void is what i saw in the club Mm. it was not knowing what it was Mm. i saw that that's where i needed to go and and so that's why for me it's just keep coming keep you know, it'll all kick in. I'll find my niche. I, you know, yeah. it's all good. I, oh, I'm absolutely. not worried. Absolutely. Um, I just, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm grateful that that I can have this opportunity to to learn and grow in, in that way that. with with excellent people that yeah. that, that um, you know that from day one it's always felt very. Um, trustworthy, very comfortable. Um, uh, coming from a place, I didn't want any partnerships. I didn't want to yeah. deal with anybody. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't trust anybody. I didn't understand any, you know, what happened. For good reason. Yeah. And um, I felt comfortable at the club. It's mm, so good. I still do. I, I feel very comfortable at the club. And I want, I want everybody to experience what I experienced mm. coming there. Thank you, Bruce. That's great. <laughs> you know, I, uh, you took me back to, we had a, a conversation. <clears throat> you were sitting in my office and we we're talking about all that stuff of, I have to care. I have to pay attention. <laughs> I have to deal with their emotions. <laughs> right. I just and, want the numbers, please. Just give me the numbers yeah, and the two by fours. And, and I'll tell you that <laughs> I got so in my head that day, right? I'm like, is he really saying that to me right now? <laughs> how do I, you know, in my head, right? I don't know if you noticed it, but in my head, I was like, how do I deal with this guy right yeah. now? What do I say to him? How do I get it? And we had a good conversation and all that, and, and you know, hopefully it helped. But but it was now it's like, ah. You know, you know what you said, Bruce, that was really telling to me? Here's what you said. The way you described the, the submarine the first time, here's what you said. 
I didn't even know that the 175 people were even there. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Let alone thinking about them. You're like, I didn't even acknowledge they were even there. Like, it meant what? nothing. Yeah. There's it's people there? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. So I guess the takeaway from today's podcast is that um, people matter. <laughs> people matter. Every single person matters. And uh, so, Bruce, you've been you've been a huge blessing to us, too, because... I know other people have experienced the same thing that you have, but you've just done such a great job at articulating it. And I think for me, the most powerful thing was really having, when you said those words to me, like, man, I'm just so glad I didn't actually get that money because I wouldn't be who I am today. And it just like hit me in the face, like a shovel of, you know, just shocking. And, and it, like you have no idea how much it inspires and encourages us. It tells us, right? Absolutely. We're doing the right thing. We are we are on the right path. We are living out our purpose. We are doing yeah. exactly what we're called to do. So thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. You're like uh, and, and, and and money is is you know, I've had money and and it's sure. money is good. I'm money not saying money is great. I, Absolutely. I, don't, don't I like want having it. it too. I'm just saying if, <laughs> totally. if I had received it right. without doing any internal work or changing who I was, I would have just squandered my life and just been a yeah. waste, and that's yeah. that's the difference. I get to I get to be somebody, and, and hopefully change some lives now. And yeah, well, make you already a difference. have. You already have. So, what just hit me right first? What I was going to say earlier was your walking validation, right, of what we do. <clears throat> first thing, but what you just said is it just hit me that so many people are looking for that that money and don't realize that. You have to be prepared to be able to handle that money, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> so what you just said is so key and people should rewind it and listen to it, rewind it and yeah. listen to it because that is absolutely the truth that you're everyone that we've dealt with or worked with has to go through that exact same journey. And it, the, I'll say the severity is different right, for everybody, mm -hmm. right? right? Depending on your background. <clears throat> But that's absolutely the journey that everyone has to go through to understand that I need to become who I need to become and be that person in order for all these other things to take place. Right. Right. And without doing that, then nothing else could ever take place because I'm not ready for it. Right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Boom. Yeah. I, yeah. That's exactly right. And guess what? Our journey is a very special journey and it's not for everybody. It's not for people who are totally money driven. And that's what I tell people the minute they walk in the door, right? Mm -hmm. If you're going to put money over a person, like if you're going to decide that a dollar bill is more important than a person's life, then this is not the place for you. Right. So um, thanks again, Bruce. Thanks Oscar and, and Tim for, for sharing today. Um, all right. New Wealth is out. I'm Melina Boswell, your host of the Flippin' Off podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love for you to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and tell your friends all about us. You can find more episodes of the Flippin' Off podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you like to listen to awesome podcasts like this. If you like what you've heard, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us the stories that you'd like to hear. Tim Jackson is our senior producer. Luke Jackson is our editor. Brothers. Josh Maldine is our producer. Sound design by Frequency Factory. Our executive producer is Mind and Mill. 
Oasis was all created by Dave Boswell for New Wealth Advisors Club. 